The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Uh, greetings and welcome to Capital Weekly's regular podcast. I'm John Howard. I'm joined by Tim Foster. Hello. And Rob Lapsley, the President and CEO of the California Business Roundtable. Good afternoon and thank you for the opportunity to have this discussion. Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us. We um, uh, really want I want to know something about where are we on the cap and trade legislation. We talked about it before and it was very uh, close. It got out of the Senate, I guess, with the bare minimum and in the Assembly there were issues. What what happened and where is it going now? What's our status right now? So where we are, if even if I could take a uh, half a step back, you know, we are now on the forefront of looking at the whole next generation climate change policies. And one of the critically important tools to implement that is what is considered to be a market-based mechanism, in this case called cap and trade. And a market-based mechanism is something that's supported by the business community, who also supports the climate change policies, if they can be implemented in a fair, rational, balanced way. What the climate change policies for California represent is really a transformation of our economy through energy policy. So let's make no mistake about this. We are undergoing a massive and rapid transformation. And how we do that is going to impact not just business. This isn't really, at the end of the day, about business. It's really about the consumers because everybody's going to pay. Everybody's going to pay to contribute to reducing greenhouse gas, whether it's at your house, at your business, at your car. And so how we do this really matters because if we don't get it right, nobody's going to follow. California will be out there by itself. What's the, the fundamental sticking point then in uh, again, it barely got out of the Senate, but in the Assembly, there was a lot more discussion about it. What, how do you see, what's the issue there? What, what's preventing unanimous votes to approve it or reject it? So the, there's a, a couple main points of discussion right now. So number one, I, should cap and trade be a two-thirds vote in the legislature? So that's one of the most fundamental issues, because if it is a two-thirds vote, it provides a certainty to the markets, the global markets, the trading markets, those who are working you know, in the, uh, in the credits that go along with reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So you have essentially a system that will have confidence in these auctions that are going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two... You want to have a system that really is one statewide standard. So I think a little of that is getting lost. One of the biggest issues happening right now is that many in this debate are trying to confuse air quality with reduction in greenhouse gases. Those are two totally separate and distinct issues, but they're easy to be able to engage in from a political and policy debate to try and obviously achieve your ends. In this case, the, the focus has to be on reducing greenhouse gases. And if we are going to reduce greenhouse gases, we need one statewide program and policy, not multiple level policies that exist at the state level 
and then again at the local level through the local air districts. Does the enforcement, though, follow uh, if, if uh, I reduce greenhouse gas emissions, am I improving the air? So if I do reduce greenhouse gas emissions and improve the air, there is a linkage there. You're arguably improving the planet. I, in some cases, you know, it might help to reduce air pollution, but air pollution and greenhouse gas reductions can be totally separate. Okay, so they're they're not um, exactly the same thing. And, and just one one, I apologize for interrupting. One point that that we want to make clear about this is, again, when it comes to jurisdictions, the local air districts' jurisdiction is to reduce air pollution, and CARB's jurisdiction under AB thirty two SB thirty two is to reduce greenhouse gas. If the local air districts get in the business of also having greenhouse gas reduction policies, you are going to see a massive impact on businesses that will then create complications that will then ultimately increase costs faster, so but also potentially bill, make them leave. In the final bill, if one emerges, you want uniform language that would affect South Coast Air Quality Management District, Bay Area, San Diego. Uh, we Actually, we want clarity in language that will make it clear that CARB is the one in charge and they have a statewide okay. program that sets you know, the, the entire jurisdiction for the state, for all, you know, all business, all consumers. Let the air boards continue to, to obviously deal with what they're, what they're doing on the air pollution. On the two-thirds, just I meant to say it before, mm -hmm. but on the two-thirds vote, now the governor wants it. He says it requires a two-thirds. He wants to see a two-thirds. Correct. And this issue of taxes or fees, the, the fiscal piece of this, with a two-thirds vote for the bill, that's resolved, isn't it? I mean, that issue, whatever it is, <laughs> the two-thirds <laughs> solves that. No? If, if this next generation policy passes with a two-thirds vote, mm -hmm. it will eliminate that issue. That's correct. There is still... After what happened with the uh, Chamber of Commerce court case, yeah. there is great uncertainty still that exists out there because CARB argued uh, a completely new uh, premise for how to implement AB 32. And that is that, that they essentially can implement any kind of program fee that they want that uh, does not require a two-thirds vote under... You know, every other program or law that's gone forward, it's for any kind of new fee or tax, it's a two-thirds vote. So the court uh, obviously went along with that, and it makes no sense. So the governor understands that, and he knows that to eliminate this debate up front for the entire you know, program after 2020, just get a two-thirds vote, it's done, it's off the table. Is that suit still Smart. out there? Smart on the governor's part. Mm -hmm. Is that lawsuit uh, floating around out there somewhere? Is so that still lawsuit status right now is that the appellate court decision came down, and then there now obviously has to be a decision by the Chamber of Commerce to be able to determine if they're going to go as an appeal to the, U to the state Supreme Court. Okay. And I think that decision is coming quickly. No, they made it. They did make yes, it. Yes, they made it, and it's on appeal at okay. the Supreme Court. Okay, so it's okay. on. So they filed the paperwork saying they're going to appeal. Yep. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, I think they did that then recently, right? Like within the last two weeks. Okay. Or less than two weeks ago. Uh, 
aside from the uh, cap and trade issue, are there other issues you're you're looking at right now? I mean, is the is a business roundtable looking at looking forward? What 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 do you expect this summer? This is going to be kind of an interesting summer in terms of it, it a is. lot of things here. What what are you guys looking at, and what are you watching? Like? So currently, again, related to energy, since we're on this topic, uh, what we're watching closely is now the grid because there's no business without electricity. So as we transform this economy through energy policy, that includes obviously the delivery and it means the backbone of our all of our transmission and what's happening with the grid. There needs to be, obviously, with all the renewables coming online, now we're at 50%. There's a bill out there, another daily owned bill, SB100, to make it 100%, which is crazy. By, by when? Is that over time? Or? Yeah, by 2050. Uh, so the technology doesn't exist to get there, but it really all this renewable pieces uh, has to tie into the grid, and then how are we moving our electrons around? And so we're concerned uh, on, on as grid as the renewable cycle on and off for the day. So, you know, we're we're producing more electricity than we need now in the afternoons, but we obviously don't have it yet. Storage at, at night, storage has not yet caught up, but they're working on it. Mm-hmm. So today we have this heat wave and, you know, the whole Sacramento area is experiencing uh, transformer malfunctions. So Roseville was down last night. There's, Sacramento has some, down, has some power outages today. There's a huge flux alert going on uh, throughout the state. Some of this to be expected, but actually I believe we're starting to see more of this in the la- right now than we have in the past. And even with more renewable coming even online? With more, and part of that is because of renewables. When they cycle on and off, can the grid handle the huge surge on the load when these things come on? Can they balance quickly? Okay. ISO is working to make all this a reality, so I want to recognize you know, the effort that's going on. But these things are happening in real time, and so we're wa- trying to watch how all this happens. Because if we go down, obviously, for with electrical problems because of the grid, whether it's heat, renewables, etc., it impacts all of business. And we dependability, certainty is absolutely key to be able to attract and retain business here. So that that's a huge part right now of what we're watching. Do you get a um, sense whether that's going to go anywhere? Is that uh, that SB one hundred? I I believe that. Any secret word from the lobbyists you can tell? <laughs> You know, I, I believe that the pro tem is going to push it as hard as yeah, he can. Sure, yeah. I'd say right now it's about 50-50 as to whether it's going to go through the assembly, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. You it's know, is the assembly, yet. just it struck me on this issue too, but made me think, is the assembly the battleground uh, or, or the critical place for, for business to deal with issues it, it cares about most if they, if they want to block something? Uh, is the assembly the place to do it? I mean, it seems with moderate Dems or more of them numerically, it's split different. The block, the politics are different. Uh, is that the place to focus on? It seems that way. Unequivocally, unequivocally, that is now the assembly is really the epicenter of where I think most of the major decisions are going to get made. Yeah. Because if they are going to impact their constituents, if they're going to impact, you know, business, there is a core block of members who come from districts that are not coastal districts. Uh, they don't represent, you know, obviously some of these high-income areas 
that seem to be going along with wanting to impose costs on folks and don't care about you know, about what they're doing. But these members, particularly up and down the Central Valley, it's almost like now a Central Valley caucus when you when you look at it, both Republicans and Democrats, because as we know, it's the unemployment in Central Valley is much higher. The costs uh, for for folks uh, are much more difficult because they don't have the access to jobs. Uh, obviously, they have higher air conditioning costs, so it's not like you're sitting on the coast where it's cool. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to pay those costs for your for your home. You travel farther, so you have higher fuel costs. I see a all story idea shaping up here. Now. They all matter, <laughs> and those and those members who represent those districts truly care, and they get it. Uh, so they have had a profound effect in trying to help shape balance balance on some of these policies. And that's what happened with, with Christina Garcia's bill recently on extending cap and trade when it w- did not move out of the assembly. Members stood up and said, this is unbalanced. This is not right. This is going to create huge costs for fuel and for electricity for my constituents. We want a better plan. And, and now the governor is working on trying to create a better balanced plan. And we're going to know in the next day or two whether you know, that comes to fruition. And we hope it does. Are the same people in those discussions uh, the same that were in before? Is there a, a changing group of people involved in the negotiations, or it's the same group? In the same stakeholders, generally. I mean, obviously, you have members who have been leading on this issue, policymakers, but then you also have, you know, strong advocates in the you know environmental justice community uh, who you know participate strongly in the environmental community, but then also this is the number one issue for business. So the business community is fully engaged and sticking together from a unified perspective on what we need to see on a balanced policy. So absolutely critical uh, in what's going to take shape in the next few days. The governor wants to get a solution done on cap and trade by the 27th of June. Because if he he is intent on getting those two-thirds votes, I think part of his ability to communicate with legislators is to not sign the budget until about that time. Oh, so that we can okay. see if there's inter, inter, interrelations on any of those pieces, you know, to try and keep things moving forward. Kind of, I would pro- maybe argue a little bit like what he did with, you know, the, the recent uh, gas tax. You know, you, obviously members have a vested interest in these things. So he uh, is doing his job well and looking at the big picture. And, but he also has set a, uh, a deadline to be able to get something done. Okay. Uh, well, I think I've got a story now, too. I'll go back and write it right away. So, Rob Lapsley, thank you very much for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Tim Foster, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's my pleasure, and thanks to both of you for your time. And thank you for joining us, and we'll get you next time around. Thank you. That's a good story. So, it's a huge story. Yeah.